Okay, should we just jump into it? Let's just jump into it. Let's jump into it. of all time the podcast where we watch the 2015 film carol hi i'm laser <laughs> i'm alice and we are so excited to be joined today by a special guest truly an honor comedian <laughs> podcaster actor king of Vriatopia. you've heard freedom you've heard the neighborhood listen it's paul f Tompkins. hi what's up carol heads <laughs> listen you, if yeah. you if you want to hear talk about Carol, you came to the right yeah. place. It's the it's the house of Carol heads. Yes. Everybody's got a different kind of cool hat on, <laughs> and you have to you have to wear your hats all the time. You simply must uh, wear noticed, a Carol hat in Caroland. I yes. notice you're wearing a hat now, and you have hats behind you. Did this movie make you want to put a hat on, Paul? I rushed and put up all these hats behind me <laughs> as soon as yeah. I, as soon as the movie ended. Once the credits started, I was yeah. like, I got to get some hats on the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great hats in this movie, it must be said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did you know about Carol before watching it? Uh, the, the, I knew that it was a love story, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was it. Okay. I didn't even know it was based on a Patricia, Patricia Highsmith book until um, the credits. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't know. I knew it was a period piece, and I knew it was a love story. Uh, with two women. That's all I knew. Okay, okay. good. Yeah, I was gonna. So the the one of the most famous things about Carol is, uh, this Tumblr post that I'm going to read to you verbatim right now. <laughs> do you know? Do you know about the Tumblr post? Are Are you aware of this? <laughs> I don't think. I don't know if I know this specific Tumblr post. Okay. Though. Okay. Um. Uh, this is from back in 2015. I really don't know what crowd I expected to be in the theater for Carol at 1:20 in the afternoon on a Friday. But it was probably 85% old people, old het couples, and halfway through the movie, this old lady in front of me turned to the old dude next to her and just said, Harold, they're lesbians. Harold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. so, do you think, now do you think, yeah. and maybe, um, forgive me if you've discussed this before. No. Please. Do you think this was in response to a quiet question from Harold, <laughs> or do you think it was merely... Merely a realization oh, that definitely. this woman was having oh. and needed to tell, needed to catch Harold up. We, we, we've talked about this at length, but, but we, have, we have different theories about <laughs> where in the movie it happened. I, I personally believe it was, a, it was a revelation. Like, they didn't know it was a movie about two, two queer women. They, they, they mm. were surprised, and it was like, oh, my. Harold. Well, I guess I th- always thought it was to tell Harold, but I, I guess right. I never thought about it being the old woman going, oh, Kate Blanchett straight up going down on this lady. <laughs> I think they might be lesbians. Where do you like how far? How far into that scene do you think <laughs> it was before this t- this took place? That, that is like was Harold was, was Harold muttering like what are they what are they doing? Are they doing? I'm so confused. Are they cold? <laughs> Put more clothes on. I really don't know, and that's that's one of my mysteries in this life. That we we do a lot of investigative journalism on this show. Yes, um, I really sure. want to know at what point they re- like that happened. Yeah, we're gonna have to track down the author of that post, find <laughs> the screening, 
Yeah. Get the search warrants. Yeah. But, when And also the idea of going to a movie mm-hmm. and you know absolutely zero about it mm-hmm. is yeah. I mean that's I I'm sort of jealous. I mean if I if I see a movie <laughs> if I hear of a film that I think I'm going to like I try to not even watch a trailer. I try to know as little yes. bit about it as possible, but I do know like maybe who's in it or who directed it or mm-hmm. who wrote it or something like that. Yeah. But to just go flat out, like, I have zero idea what this is, except it's called Carol. Yeah, yeah. it's called, well, it's set in the 50s. I could see you going to see a, somebody seeing a movie. You know, it's like the fashions, the cars, yeah. the, you know, all Keep the things. Chat. <laughs> she's a lovely woman. Yeah, uh, yeah she's, uh, we've just loved Lord of the Rings. So we're going to go see, that's probably not the, probably not the poll. What, Friday Night Lights? Yes, Kyle Chandler. From Friday Night Lights. Man, I imagine all the Friday Night people that were brought in by Coach Taylor. They just love girl with the dragon tattoo. That Rooney Mara hacker character. Yeah, just just set them ablaze. I absolutely, absolutely. So, so Paul, um, if you or any listener who has not watched Carol, we are gonna spoil it, but you don't have to have seen it to to listen to this great podcast. Yes. Um, the the film is is basically about, and please feel free to to jump in. A woman who works at a, a department a, store. A department store. Kate Blanchett leaves her gloves behind, and then they go on a road trip and fall in love. That's yes. basically. Well, I guess they. Cut. There you go. There's, yeah. there's a divorce. There's a kid. There's there's a great best friend. There's a re- like the best best friend in the world. What did you think? Really terrific best friend. What, it, yeah. what, what stood out to um, you? What were, what your vibes? I thought it was a it was a really uh, beautiful movie. Yes. Um, it was. It was very slow, but it's a movie that's about um, uh, repression to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's not going to be like a big, uh, loud movie. Um, so the pace was uh, was very deliberate. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, the performances were terrific and it was so wonderful to look at. And, you know, it's a very it's a very simple and sad story, you know, but I thought it was yeah. uh, I thought it, I thought it was a terrific movie. I we we obviously love it a lot. Yes. I've been, we, we, uh, we this is our sixth week watching it in a row. We've been thinking about that mm. kind of endeavor. Yes, Alice said that to me in the middle of the film. In the middle of the film, I, I realized we've watched it six times and we have to watch it another forty six times. Are you regretting it yet? <laughs> or are you? No, I'm I'm not. It's 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 going by very fast, mm-hmm. and I even though I know mm. the movie by heart at this point, yeah. I still. I'm, I'm delighted by it, so I'm hoping that doesn't run out at any point. Yeah, I I mean, I've been catching up on a lot. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, 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 we know about the worst idea of all time. That's where we got the idea for this, and we know how yeah. that goes. And yeah. It takes a turn. Yeah, I do, I do feel like I feel like people usually do this kind of thing with bad movies, probably because that makes for like a funnier yeah. podcast. <laughs> but I also feel like we've, we've been through enough. Why not just like be happy and i want something but good I, I i think this is an interesting experiment because like right now uh i i love the song uh that's not my name by the ting tings oh, no. and then seeing this seeing this fucking meme that's going yes. around where these celebrities are doing their I, you know their assistants are making these reels for them yeah. um and it's i'm like don't I, you must not ruin this song for yeah me. it's happening though there is the. It is interesting to see if you if you watch a movie that you love mm-hmm. so many times in quick succession. Yes, 
what is going to happen. Yeah. This is this is a very interesting experiment. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, there are some things that I I thought about this time that I haven't thought about before um, that I'd like to mm. that I'd like to bring up. So one of them was, um, is any, anybody have ever have to read an employee handbook like Rooney Mara has to at the beginning of this? movie huh because she has to read she's reading this employee handbook right. at the beginning of before sassy manager who was our favorite character, character. roberta roberta who, oh yeah oh oh she had a name yes <laughs> she is I really she, she is the director's sister-in-law <laughs> yes we to be clear we've done the research <laughs> we know too much about this movie we love her so much if, if we haven't scared you yet we will by the end yeah, of this i love her so much but she comes in and but but uh before that uh, you know Therese is reading this book um, about like when is it appropriate to wear white shoes and are, stuff. Are like you that. Frankenberg material? Is are the you name. Frankenberg material? And, and and the cover says 1951 <laughs> to 52, which implies they refresh it annually. Yeah, which is great. But I I I was trying mm-hmm. to think of like what kind of employee handbooks I've read and which ones I haven't. Like I worked retail one time and I got no training and mm-hmm. no rules and then was left yeah. alone yeah, in yeah, a yeah. store, um, just for like hours at a time. It probably mm-hmm. should have gotten. Yeah. Were you ever? Were you, did you ever get a handbook or absolutely no handbook? <laughs> I never got a. I never got a handbook. All my jobs were retail jobs, mm-hmm. and I. I remember that feeling of like, hey, this person that's uh, two years older than me um, just left, and I <laughs> now I'm in charge of the store. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I, I my first job where that happened was Hats in the Belfry, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I had been working there for a few months and. I worked during the days because I would go to open mics at night. And I remember the manager, like after a while, would just leave, would just leave for <laughs> like, I don't know where she went, but I, it was just me in the store by myself. And I, it, it never occurred to me to question it. It was just, all I knew was that it sucked. Yeah. But right. I, it didn't occur to me until years later to say, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like that was, that was that allowed. And also a certain amount of trust because you're, you're there alone. You could just make off with everything. All the hats. All the hats. I I think I was marked uh, as a as a stooge early on, <laughs> and so uh, there was no. I think the manager felt reasonably sure. <laughs> this guy will stand there. This guy. This guy will stand there in his in his Catholic shame and not do anything. Yeah. The the other thing that hit me from those scenes this time around is just how many dolls there are. Yes. At Frankenberg's, like so many dolls. It just uh-huh. feels like so. She's just. I would say hundreds. Right of yes. different dolls, yeah. And then Kate Blanchett's yeah. like, "I'm looking for this specific doll that wets itself." <laughs> T- Therese is like, "We don't have that doll," and then has no recommendations yep. of any other doll. Like, can't think of another doll. Like, you're surrounded no. by yeah. these. Dolls. All of our dolls are dry as a bone. <laughs> so sorry if you don't. These are like desert dolls. <laughs> there is nothing in here. <sighs> Clearly, your daughter either wants the doll that wets herself or a train set. I'm so sorry. I'm so, too right. much of a lesbian to understand dolls. So at the at the beginning of the scene, Carol is looking at the train set and tries to seize her. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, she's, maybe. I mean, I, I do yeah. think there's an aspect of her just wanting to draw the conversation out because if she says, "Oh, take this doll instead," yeah. transaction's over. No, no, no lesbian hookup. But yeah. Oh yeah. Because they have that they have that look from across the room mm-hmm. and it's it's done then, mm-hmm. you know. And so she's like, What's my opener? I'm trying to find this dumb doll. Yeah. And then when she says, What did you want when you were a kid? And Therese says a train set, Carol's like, Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> I got one on the line. <laughs> it's 
I, I, we, we've talked a lot about how good Carol is at picking up chicks. Like yes. she's very and like yeah. leading uh-huh. the conversation. Yes, and that like, d- like her her technique, mm-hmm. her flirting technique. Yeah. It just really feels like she's got it figured out. Yeah, the the lunch they oh, have, yeah. like oh, the lunch they have. Carol is giving a masterclass in leading Therese on to ask the questions she wants to ask to get the information she wants out. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm married, mm-hmm. but we're divorcing. Mm-hmm. Are you single? Yeah. Do you live alone? Do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's I love that the the train set thing. Like Carol knew a lesbian stereotype that I'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know, the, they the 50s. love train sets. Lesbians. Yes, are exactly. So into train yes. sets and that's uh the thing you got to know about us queer people. We just love, yeah. we love train sets. We love different hats. That's the right. concept of U-Haul wasn't invented till like the 80s, so. Yeah, so we used to just put everything in train. Uh, the other thing this movie does really well, speaking of lesbian stereotypes, is that if a character shows up and doesn't actually kiss another woman, they just cast a famous lesbian yes. as that person. Uh, did you yeah, enjoy this yeah. aspect of the film where Carrie Brownstein just shows up at the end and you're like, oh, I get it. That's a gay person. Hey, man. How did she get <laughs> n- name in the opening credits? <laughs> like I forgot she was supposed to be. In it. And then it's like, hey, there's four minutes left in this film. <laughs> yeah, she uh, it, like that's that's man. Yeah. Congrats to her agent yeah. because yes. that is that's fantastic. Apparently, she did have a bigger role because there are like interviews with her where she's talking about like scenes. Yeah, I guess, multiple she, scenes. She but... had more scenes that were cut and um. We mm. we also think she's a time traveler because yeah. we have a hard time believing that her she exists in the fifties. Just yeah. something about her face looks way too modern. Yeah. Period pieces like that. Um, trying to think, like, what's the era? I think, like, I think, like, the twenties. Like, I really loved that. That style would be so much fun to be in a room with everybody dressed up like that. Mm-hmm. I think would be would be a ball. Yeah. Like, I'm. We're watching uh, the Gilded Age oh, yeah. right now, oh, yeah. and it's like it's the same thing for me as it was for Downton Abbey, where I'm I I realize I don't have a real firm grasp on the story because I'm just <laughs> kind of looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of a lot. I just love the clothes and all that stuff. And so my my wife and I will watch together and she'll say if she misses something, she'll say, why is he mad at him? I'll say, I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're 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 known as a man of fashion. You've been called a modern dandy. Um, I want to know mm. what of the fashion of this movie. What did you think of the, of the costume specifically? I think it's better for. Uh, for women than it was for men. Mm. I think all the women looked um, looked much better in that period clothing than the guys did. It really, and obviously it's very, um, it's very accurate to the period, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing like, um, uh, there's a shot of Kyle Chandler and he's in a, he's in an overcoat, like a winter overcoat. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so huge and boxy. And yes. it's like, I know this dude is not that wide. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's such a it was such a bad look. And I remember the young guy, I've I I've seen this guy in a million things and I always forget his name. But um he was wearing uh it's early on in the movie when uh uh Carol comes to pick Therese up. Mm-hmm. Um uh and he's wearing like this 
this coat that ostensibly could be kind of cool. It's like a little, it's like a little sort of lumberjack coat with a with a little belt in the front. It just looked like this guy looks like a dork. Yes, <laughs> it didn't look that, good to me at all. That coat is why we've named him Triangle Man. Yes, um, it's yeah, it's like plaid. It's cool, but it's yeah, he's just mm-hmm. like a great yeah. big nacho. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the short ties, I can't with their like short oh. big ties. Yeah, I, I do yeah, feel yeah, bad yeah. for them about that. We we yeah. we do love it's a bad combo. We do love in the scene where they're arguing before Therese goes on the trip. Um, he's 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 complaining. I I got a better job for you. I bought boat tickets, and then he he ducks mm. to the left and appears right away in a trench coat and a hat it's, in like two seconds. It's a really good quick change movie. We we we've we've been doing that a lot. I bought. Oh, you married me by boat tickets. Um, but yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't come across. I will say, um, the men don't come across great. Yeah. In this movie, I I think for the most no, part. No, they they come yeah, they come across really dull and mm-hmm. and uh boring and 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 self absorbed. You know, which I think is also probably accurate for the time. Sure. You know that um it was that those were the roles. It's like the world revolves around me and what I do. Yeah. You know. Which is which is literally said in the film at one point. <laughs> yeah, and Abby is Abby is letting Harge have it. <laughs> oh, Abby, Abby's Abby's uh, a dream. Oh, I love her. All of the the ladies' robes. We've gotten very obsessed with like their like house oh, coats, their yes. plaid house coats. But I've yeah. been I've been long searching. Actually, I think it's time uh, for us to do the the. Uh, the Carol Collection Corner. Carol Collection Corner. What do you have for us this okay, week? Okay, so, so so this is a segment of the podcast where, over the course of the year, I will buy every prop that is in the movie Carol. Yeah. Um, I have I have Teresa's suitcase. I've got Teresa's <laughs> camera. Um, I'm what? I'm wearing a Teresa outfit basically. Yeah, um, we've got that we got... during during the film. Alice puts on Teresa's hat, hat. whenever Teresa's wearing the hat. Um, and we also oh, have. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we also we also have the Santa hats that they get. Um, so what do we have this week? Sure. Oh my god. Okay, so in the past we've talked about there's a lamp <laughs> in the scene where um Carol is confronting Tommy Tucker, who is the um private investigator who's catching them um having having a lesbian affair. And um mm-hmm. behind him in the scene there's this this red figured lamp and I, I did some research into this. This was a nineteen fifties chalkware lamp, which is apparently a very big trend. I was not familiar with this. And it was it was these um, ceramic lamps that were made by a few companies, one in, in California, one in Illinois. Um, lots of exotic and weird figures. A lot of racist figures. Oh yeah, pretty. The one in the film sure. is pretty racist. The one in the film is is I think this is apologies for using this word, but is would be considered a red gypsy male dancer yeah. lamp. And I I couldn't find that exact one online, but I found some others. Not great. A lot yeah. of a lot of quote Oriental people. I'm yeah. I'm Asian. Also not great. Yeah. Um. So I didn't want to get one of those. Yeah. But I did get this nice, beautiful pink. Oh my god! It's listed as a Victorian wow. chalkware lamp. And it might be a it, wow. it might be a Southern debutante and might also still be problematic. But yeah. Oh, but her she's got the mole drawn uh-huh. on. She's got this huge. Uh, what would you call Paul? What would you call this dress? I mean, uh, uh fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah kind of got the is she is she like a marie antoinette kind of figure yeah like a like a uh yeah okay yeah it's very good yes there are a lot of lamps in this movie did they not have overhead lighting in the 50s no it would not come until 
1971. 1971 was when overhead lighting was invented. Okay, cool. That's right. Good. That's right. Uh, thank you for the historical yeah. note, Paul. Actually, oh my gosh. Uh, that could be true for all I know. Yeah. I mean, like, remember how, remember how, I don't know if you're, if you either, either of you are old enough to remember this, but suitcases didn't used to be rolly bags. Oh, yes, You used of course. to have to lift them up all the time like why did it take so long to invent rolly bags it's so weird i don't know that does seem weird yeah um okay i i, I have a question and i'm going to ask the question and then i'm going to read some stuff be- while we're talking about anachronisms um okay my first question my question is this if we make carol 2 who do you want to play in it who was your like carol oc your original character for carol 2 I'll tell you mine. Mm. I want to be okay. on the boat to France, and I want to seduce Richard's new girlfriend. Yes. Um, Richard has a new girlfriend oh, okay. in, the, in like the second to last scene of the movie. She yep. has glasses on, mm-hmm. and I want to take yeah. her from him. Yeah, t- kind of Titanic style. Titanic okay. style. Okay, so while you're thinking about that, here is um, a, really, uh, a really great goof from the IMDb page. The movie is set from 1952 Christmas season and ends in April 1953. Therese Bellavet incorrectly uses her 35-millimeter film camera to take an available light photograph of Carol Aird. <laughs> Inside a restaurant, the scene has backfill lighting because Therese is looking toward a large window that is extremely bright. And that amount of light would cause complete obscuring by shadowing all of the facial features of Carol in the photographic negative. To actually create a usable photographic negative in that er- era, Therese and Carol would need to have stood up and swapped their positions to take advantage of the available light provided by the large window. Alternatively, to actually create usable photographic negative using key lighting, either as a minimum use of a single flash bulb or a pair of mains-powered spotlights. Okay, excellent. Uh, So that's just something we should all know. That picture (laughs) in the diner where they're both eating chili would never have worked. Uh, I didn't know that Neil deGrasse Tyson was contributing (laughs) to IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when you kiss yourself in the mirror, you can only kiss yourself on the lips. Um, <laughs> is that real, that meme that Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets that like every two months? I, I, don't, I don't know if it's real, but I believe it. I, I it 100% true. believe it. I believe it with all my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Paul, sequel OC. Who are you playing? Now, d- is, it, is it an existing character or this is a character I can make oh, up? Oh, it's a character you a, can make when up. When you say original character. Oh, yeah. I absolutely want to be um uh some sort of uh maitre d yes uh yes. or or like hotel manager something like that mm-hmm. that encounters uh uh carol mm-hmm. um and company uh on their journeys um and i want to i want to be sort of um i want to be the only one that's sort of knowing mm. you know what i mean ah. like i know i know what's going on and it's like it's okay by me nice. you know what i mean yes uh, should we? Would you like to be at like another hotel named after a president, like the McKinley Hotel, but a different um, one, like the? Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. There's also the hotel in Waterloo, Iowa, where the clerk is not a clock. Oh my gosh, I love her as well. Did you? Did you like not a clock lady? <laughs> I man, oh, that is some bad customer service, and I hope that <laughs> <laughs> Carol savaged them on Yelp because that was like 1953. Yelp was popping. Why bother telling me about the telegram then? If if you can't even answer, like I'm not. That's not a crazy question that I'm asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. What time did this come in? How should I know? How do, how did you know there was a telegram? She's not a clock. Uh, Alice. 
Uh, okay, so one of the mysteries in this movie that, that continues to perplex me is how does Abby know everything? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've... It, it, in the back half of the movie, Carol receives a telegram from Abby stating that there's a private investigator following them. That's how they know to confront him. Um, Abby also knows a lot of information about Therese's job, even though neither of them have been in contact with her. Mm-hmm. I th- We think that Abby has an intelligence network, and so I would want to be someone high-ranking, maybe an assistant in the intelligence network. Oh, yeah. Wear a, nice, wear a nice pencil suit, work in an office. Maybe I have a plant job. I'm working right. in a law firm or an advertising agency. Yeah. Um, but, but feeding Abby information at night um, over drinks, over, mm-hmm. over cocktails. Yeah. You, do you want to? So Abby has some sort of network of like like her Baker Street irregulars yes. essentially. Like she's got like a little kid is is looking out for stuff, and then she's got like the shoe shine guy, mm-hmm. like all these people that are just her her eyes around the city <laughs> concerning Carol affairs. Of course, absolutely. She knows what all the lesbians are doing all the time. <laughs> it's the fifties. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, um, Alice, you said you had an update on Fred's assistant. There's a really important scene in the film. So Fred is Carol's terrible lawyer. Awful, just incompetent. Um, but there's a really good yeah. when Carol goes to see her terrible lawyer, she drops a present on his assistant's desk because Carol has slept with everybody. Yes. Um, and so uh, you had you said you had an update on her. Yeah. So her her, her character's name is Catherine. <laughs> okay. That's that's stated in the film. Um, she's played by Tanya Smith. How is she related to the director? <laughs> Funny you ask that. <laughs> she, her, oh. her, her name is Tanya Smith. She was the assistant to Todd Haynes on this film and many of his oh, other films, including right. I'm Not There. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, she's, oh, she's good in it. Yeah. Um, okay. I just one more goof because I had a really good time reading these. Um, and you're going to be appalled by this one. The film is set during the winter and early spring. It should be bitterly cold in the Midwest and urban Northeast, and yet none of the characters demonstrate this during the film. Oh, so like nobody's like blowing on their nobody's hands cold or like in the just whole shivering. Movie. They really, <laughs> they are. Nobody's saying, "Boy, it's really cold." <laughs> I, I take issue with that. They do say it's cold when they're get when they when get ice. Yeah, when Therese is getting ice and she gets confronted by the the private investigator, the creepy guy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. Now, is he creepy or is he just good at his job? Mm. I mean, I, I I think it could be both. I will say the 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 way they cut. <laughs> That's true. The, <laughs> not mutually exclusive. I will grant you that. <laughs> the, the way they cut to the the scene with with Therese getting ice, and they cut they pan to the right, and he's just standing there is just is just horrifying. Yeah. And then and then again they do it later yeah. where Therese wakes up and they pans to the left, and and Abby's just sitting in the dark smoking a cigarette. Very good. I, that one, uh, Abby, come on. <laughs> you don't have to be right there in the room. It's not a hospital. <laughs> She's naked on a bed. Um, I, I think that the thing that Tommy Tucker is best at is, I think the thing that he's best at is pretending he's a salesman and selling things for women that he knows they won't want. He's yes. like, these right. are two upper class lesbians. I'm going to say that I sell notions. <laughs> So that I'm not suspicious. You don't yes. want a sewing kit. You're too you're too fancy. But he gets so into it. He goes back to it. Like yeah. oh, I've got magazines too. I got magazines I sell. Uh, what are they not like? Field and stream, uh uh, National Geographic. Uh, they hate this stuff. They hate this stuff. Um, okay, Paul, question specifically for you. Would it be harder for mm. you in nineteen fifty three to sing licensed plays because there were fewer letters? Oh man! I mean, not only fewer letters, fewer numbers. Mm-hmm. They were like 
four digits long. Yeah. I think it would be a really it would be a really tough time. Yeah. And then what? Wh- where do I share them once I once <laughs> oh, I'm doing God. this? Yeah. <laughs> you have to. I'm just like a lunatic who's wandering the streets <laughs> singing license plates. I mean, yeah, that would be it. Would be hard. You'd have to go <laughs> hang out with the McElroy brothers at the bar and oh then... this this is something else we've we've learned which is the two the two characters danny and phil are named phil danny and phil mcelroy that's their name in the mo- in the yeah. in the book and the movie yeah there my we go. brother there the movie go. jerk or whatever is uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh their, their names are mcelroy um okay the when they go to the prom party okay yes. um the the adult grown-up party where where they where you meet jeanette Yes. And you meet, um, and Har- Harge's parents. Harge's mom is staring at them when they're dancing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> yes, okay. I do. Have you? Has anyone ever been to a party where adults dance inside a house? I don't think I ever have. Is this a thing that happens? I mean, I I think it was a thing that happened mm-hmm. way back when. Okay. I think that actually, I think you know, there were there were fewer things to do. That's true. <laughs> it's yeah. They're like. I guess we could dance in here uh-huh. and save some money. Yeah. If so, we'll like, have a guy playing so trumpet everyone ha- right next to us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll try to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I love it as an idea, but I, I feel like it happens in every like teen movie, too, where they're mm-hmm. always dancing and stuff. But I, I don't know. I just think video games got invented. <laughs> and I, it never happened for me. It never happened for me. Oh my gosh. Not too late. Mm. This is true. We could have a house party. Don't say never. I mean, there's the coronavirus and all, but ignoring yeah. that, we could have a house party. We could have a house party. Okay. Here's another question, and I have an answer to it. What fictional character would go really well in this movie? My answer is Baby Yoda because <laughs> I noticed in uh, Carol's car, she has that big ball mm-hmm. on her shifter um, that, right. that Baby Yoda loves in The Mandalorian. He would have loved it. He, I, yeah. I never noticed yeah, yeah. that before. I think if we were to make this a sci-fi film and then just Baby Yoda was sitting in the picnic basket in the back of the car, which also I love that there was a picnic basket in the back of the car. Yes. Um, I think that would make a oh, good... Straight up picnic basket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go on a road trip with a picnic basket, Paul? No, but I always want to. When I see yeah. something like that in a movie, I'm like, that looks good. But then yeah. when I... When it, but seeing it, seeing it from from a distance, of course, that looks like very pleasant and nice. But mm-hmm. sitting on a blanket on the ground, trying to eat some food <laughs> while there's just bugs all over yeah. the place, Ants. yeah, it's yeah. not good. No. Those people aren't really eating. That's why it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they were eating in the car. She was yeah. feeding Carol sandwiches, just in the. That's the way to do yes. it. I love eating in the car. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. A nice wrap sandwich. Beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, any Star Wars? You park, you park in the parking lot of the place where you got the sandwich. You feel like you're on a stakeout. It's fun. Uh, any Star Wars characters you think should have been in Carol? Um, I would have. I wouldn't have minded a Lando Calrissian. <laughs> would have been a well-dressed man in the film. That would have been oh. nice. If, yeah, if he if he like owned, he would have run some sort of club. That yeah, they, like pleasure place that they could have gone to. Oh yeah, what? that would be good instead of the oak room at the end. Yes, that would have been incredible. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna go. See, I'm I'm gonna meet some friends. I think you'll like them. And then she walks in, and it's the mm-hmm. cantina. Yes, and Billy D. Williams is there. Yeah. I mean, drinking a cold forty five. Everyone is welcome here. <laughs> well, Carol, good to see you. <laughs> of course, she's she's been there a million times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and there's the werewolf and mm-hmm. the whatever. Oh my god. I mean, my answer is of course Thickum Dan and the Modal Nodes because 
That party needed some gyms. Yes. Yeah, that party need. I mean, I don't. Absolutely. I feel like that's. I I don't know that every party needs jizz, <laughs> but I understand. I think that's the moral of Carol, actually. But I hear what you're saying. Huge, mm. huge lack of jizz in this movie for sure. <laughs> Listen, I respect both of your opinions on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, incredible, incredible. Okay, did you have anything else that you wanted to? notice or say this time around something else i'll just talk about really briefly is they did some research into um carol's car because because we 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 watch this movie six times now so i have to fill my days with something (laughs) um the car is a is a packard custom eight i'd never heard of this brand i did um apparently they were made in the 50s and um the the model that carol has is fairly nice i also in researching this found out that there's one for sale in beverly hills for sixteen thousand dollars um i tried to convince i tried to email them asking if i could take it for a test drive and they politely said look at our website so (laughs) fine you just go there it just says no (laughs) it's just a website it's like no.com we have 60 photos on the website no (laughs) try to ride one of those yeah, um, but it's a manual transmission car. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. apparently the the model that Carol had was the, one of the fancier, more luxury type end models. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I did. There was another goof that I did not download because it mm. was too long. But apparently, one of the cars in the background <laughs> is too beat up for the era because it actually would have been brand new, and the uh-huh. uh, the rims on it are too thin. They wouldn't have been there at the time. So right. that's just something we should all be really offended by. Well, who knows? Who knows what this character who who owns this car has been through? Do you know what I mean? He's been mudding in his Buick. Just like some harrowing chase. You have no idea. Yeah. Bought a brand new car. Yeah. Went all There's over within, Ohio. Within every movie, there are a thousand movies in the background. Mm, mm. That's yes, so beautiful. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Thank and you. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I have I have a question for Paul. It, we we we're on. I'm Paul. We have this endeavor where we're watching this movie once a week, every week for a year. If you felt like you had mm-hmm. to do this for some reason, maybe to for art, I guess, what movie would you pick? It's really. I'm trying to think of the movies that I've seen the most, and like Jaws is one that I've seen mm. a million times, and I just watched it again recently for a podcast, and I feel like. I could probably go a long time without seeing it again. Sure. Mm. You know what I mean? And because it's, this is a movie that I loved from a very young age, and now I'm at, a, at an older age, and it's like, this is not kind of hitting me the same way that it did. It's, I still think it's a very good movie, but it's not something that I want to do. I'm trying to think of, like, I, 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 I don't know if, this, if you have this as well, but there's some, there's some movies that you love so much that you don't watch them a lot mm-hmm. because they're, you kind of don't want to wear them out, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like... Maybe maybe I could do like Miller's Crossing mm-hmm. um, would be a movie I, I, I would try this with. I could see that. Um, I'm trying to think like there's some there are some 70s movies that are that are like The Sting is like a mm. really fun movie. And I feel like I could watch that a bunch maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really like you want something that you feel like you you would definitely there's definitely a lot that you would notice mm-hmm. that yeah. you on repeated viewings that you didn't notice you know the first few times you watched it or whatever yeah, yeah. but yeah it's it's really i mean how did you guys decide on carol i just was thinking about the worst idea of all time and i thought we should do it with a movie we like and and yeah. we really right. like the movie carol it's a great it's a great film we we started <laughs> with um we used to do a thing called lesbian movie and hot tub night where we just mm-hmm. watch lesbian movies there're not a lot of <laughs> stories um 
with queer characters, especially lesbian characters, where they don't die, where like mm-hmm. they have a happy ending. Yeah. And so Alice was showing me a lot of those, and this is, you know, I feel like this is the most quintessential. Yeah, qu- and also like good film. Yes. Of those. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think the fact that it's a period piece makes it hold up to viewing, because at least for me, my mm-hmm. suspension of disbelief just like goes, because like the people in the background don't look like extras to me. They're like. They're wearing different clothes than I wear. So those are just different. Like, that's a different <laughs> world. Um, and, and so I, I, except for Carrie Brownstein, who is just straight up from, like, it's absolutely breaks it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, it, it, it has held up for me so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. I will also say, I think the plot of this movie doesn't have a lot of fat on it. It's, it's, very, mm-hmm. it's very straightforward. And so Absolutely. there isn't a lot yeah. to get frustrated or distracted by. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty point to point. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's a strong through line. Um, also, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara. Yeah, I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though she comes through, like, the more I watch, you know, very calculated and at, at times, like, a little bit predatory. Mm-hmm. If, uh, Kate Blanchett, I mean, you mm-hmm. can't help but fall in love with Kate Blanchett. So, you know, you yeah. get it. And and the, I think the first time you watch the film, uh, Paul, you opened a can of beans. Um, <laughs> uh, the first time you watch the film, <laughs> um, you just, you don't even see Rooney Mara, right? And then you just see Carol. Mm-hmm. But then the more you watch it, you kind mm. of. Oh, you've, jo- you've joined me in the, the Rooney Mara Appreciation Society. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're dressed like her. And yeah. I like you. So Fair. there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> She is really terrific in this. Like it's it's a it's a less it's a less showy part, mm-hmm. and it's so internal, um, which is always like that's a that's a you don't get a lot of the um, uh, the big hoorays for that kind of thing, even though it's extremely important and it's it, it's lack of flash is what makes it so amazing. But you know, like the the scene where she's asking, uh, "What's his name? Did you ever uh, fall in love with a boy?" And it's like yeah. to ask a question like that with with such a lack of guile of like if i feel this way probably other people do too mm-hmm. right yeah. so I'll, I'll ask this and it's it's not a weird question he's not going to take it weird but of course he does yeah. <laughs> and you know um it's like she she plays it beautifully yeah. you know she's like ang- she's you can tell she's like she's frustrated she's a- angry at the way she feels because she doesn't under she doesn't know what it means a- a- about her as a person and what is she supposed to do now and all that? She's not getting a satisfactory answer from this dipshit. <laughs> and so what is she going to do? You know? How dare you talk about yeah, Richard she's, like she's that. terrific. <laughs> uh, absolutely real. Um, well, Paul, we end every episode with one line from Carol. Is there any line that really stood out to you from this film? Oh, man. Um, I mean, some of them have been your, your episode titles already. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't help you with that. is is devastating. <laughs> yes, maybe the best um, line in the movie. That's like, <laughs> I I had something said uh, very similar uh, to me uh, years ago when I was a young man and I didn't understand feelings. Oh, <laughs> and how and how they were not other people's responsibility. Uh-huh. And um, and I had an ex girlfriend who who said to me like, "I'm not the one you should be talking to about this." Oh. And I was like, "Oh, that's true." <laughs> that was a. <laughs> It was a devastating realization that, was, that she is absolutely right. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I mean, obviously the, 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 the standout line of course is I'm not a clock, but yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with a little earlier with that. Say, I don't know, early seven, nine, 
<laughs> so as we always say to end the podcast. I don't know. Seven? Nine? Nine? Thank you so much, Paul F. Tompkins. This has been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. No, it was a delight to hang with you. Thank you so much. Living for you is easy living. It's easy to live when you're in love. And I'm so in love. There's nothing in life but you. The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Livin', as recorded by Flower Links. You can find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice. Our website is bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, the movie Carol, or anything else you want to talk about, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. The Best Idea of All Time will return next week. <laughs>